0: Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. I'm also the author of a few books including Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, The Pops Devotion Series, and A Dozen Disappointing Disciples. If you want more information about my books or to see what else I've been up to, go to my website, tomfrench.com.au. Let's get on with the talk. One of the things that I really like about the USA is that on their television, they're allowed to advertise for prescription drugs. And so they get some weird ads that we never get in Australia. And so the way an ad might work, there might be an ad for a sleeping pill. And so the first 10 seconds will be someone having a nice bedtime routine. And then they'll take their pill and they'll lie down and go to sleep. And then uh, the next 20 seconds is somebody explaining all the side effects that could come with it. So it'd be like, take Sleepy Knocks. Warning may cause uncontrollable bladders, could cause hemorrhaging, tumors on your liver, may cause uh, dizziness, may cause cancer, also pregnancy, death, and waking up in Amsterdam. And then I hear that, and uh, the first half of the ad, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, I should take that sleeping pill. And then the last, you know, two thirds of the ad, I'm like, I would definitely not take that pill. I could die and then wake up in Amsterdam and that would be bad. Well, I I am kind of reminded of those ads when I read this passage because James is telling us about our tongues and I read it and I'm like, I don't want to speak ever again. That sounds terrible. Why would I have a tongue? It's full of poison and evil. It's set on fire by hell. This is not a good thing to have. And I think it's the reason why James is doing this is because we can become complacent with our ability to communicate. Obviously, when he talks about the tongue, he's not just talking about the tongue. He's talking about our speech when we know that speech is caused not just by our tongue, but you know, like by air passing over our vocal cords and our, you know, tongues working and our mouths, you know, moving. I'm not a speech pathologist, but that's what I've heard. And, uh, and as we talk, we have this, great power, but we use it so often that we don't think about uh, what it can do. We are not warned by uh, of the side effects of having the ability to communicate, whether that is through actually our vocal speech or the way that we write to people, the things that we say online. There are all sorts of ways that we can communicate and cause a lot of problems. And the first thing uh, that we see uh, is that uh, we are uh, unable to control our speech. We see in verse 2, it says, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check. What it's saying is we all you know, sin in lots of different ways, but the way that you know, we are most likely to do it is with our speech. And if you are able to control your speech and never say anything wrong, anything unloving, anything unhelpful then you can control everything about your life. You've got total self-control because the hardest thing to control is our speech. Notice he goes on uh, to say uh, further down in the passage in verse 7 and 8. He says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. There are all sorts of animals in the world that have been tamed and we can get them to do amazing things but even though we can tame great animals, we can't tame ourselves. We can't tame our tongue. We can't control our speech. And you've probably noticed that in your life. Even when you try really hard not to say the wrong thing, you say the wrong thing. Uh, at home, at the moment, I have a one and a half year old daughter, and she uh, is, you know, she understands many of the things that we say, and so we have to be really careful when we. ...talk around her, particularly around foods that she might want to eat... And so I've gotten very good at spelling foods and not saying foods because if she hears the food, she'll want to eat it. So I spend a lot of time talking about M-U-F-F-I-Ns and talking about C-A-K-E and talking about I-C-E-C-R-E-A-M and B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A. We talk about a lot of foods. I'm very good at spelling these days, uh, but I still stuff up sometimes. Yesterday I was looking in the fridge Uh, My daughter Layla, she was right nearby. She was uh, standing at the bench waiting to have some morning tea, and I was going through the fridge, and then I saw some cake. And I turned to my wife and I said, "Oh, Emily, you've got some cake in the fridge." And she was like, "Tom." I was like, "What?" She said, "You said it." I was like, "Oh yeah, I said cake." She's like, "Tom." I was like, "Oh no, I said it again." (laughs) Luckily. I was at the, in the process of making an S M O T H I E for Layla, and so she was happy to drink her smoothie and she didn't have to have a cake, but it was a close call. There could have been many tears and disappointment that she was not allowed to eat the triple-layer Black Forest cake that was in my fridge for my wife. So that is kind of as, you know, an, an, an easy kind of illustration. Nobody got injured there, but even when in those circumstances... I cannot control my tongue and and when you know you're emotional oh so much can come out when when you're excited to see someone and tell them something you've heard maybe a juicy piece of gossip you can just say something that you shouldn't say you can let words run when you are angry you can you can you can uh, have a have a funny joke which turns out to hurt someone It's very hard to control the things that we say. It's very hard to stop ourselves from hurting others with our speech. We are not in control. We just sometimes, as much as we try, we say the wrong thing and it damages the people around us. And that's the second thing that we see uh, in this passage. We may have uncontrollable speech, but also there are uncontrollable outcomes In our speech, Uh, we see uh, as he goes, as James goes on to say in verse three, he says, when we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body and sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. We are people who have within us the ability to cause great damage with our words. One small thing that we say, one small thing that we do with this small part of our Mouths. The tongue, it turns out, is about 0.1% of your body weight, uh, but you are able to cause 100% of the trouble in your life with your tongue if you are not careful. Uh, you probably have noticed the way the things that you say can ripple out and cause more you know, effects that you did not intend, that you could not foresee, uh, because you are unable to control your speech and you're unable to control the effects of your speech. I was on holidays uh, when I was uh, in my uh, early 20s with my friend. Uh, we were away in Gadda. Me and him had driven up there together. We'd spent a week up there. Uh, we, we, we went to the theme parks up on the Gold Coast and we went to the beach a few times. I saw a lot of people surfing and walking around carrying surfboards and I had this thought that kind of popped into my mind. I thought, oh, it'd be fun to learn to surf. And so I just said it out loud. I was like, Oh, it'd be fun to learn to surf. And it's was like, Oh yeah, okay. And then and then as I kept thinking about it, I was like, No, wouldn't that would be terrible? I don't wanna surf. Like I'm scared of the ocean so why would I want to go there and I don't look as good as any of those people who surf and yeah no, that would be a terrible idea. I didn't say any of that stuff. All I had said was it'd be fun to then surf and left at that. We did not discuss it again for the rest of our time away. But a few months later it was my 21st birthday and in uh, my family it was the, the, uh, the tradition was that you'd go into my parents' bedroom and I still lived at home with my parents at that stage. You'd go into the bedroom and everyone would sit on the bed and then you'd pull out the gifts from under the bed and so my sister pulled out her gift and gave it to me and I don't remember what I got but it was lovely and my other sister gave me another a gift and it was probably great as well. The dog gave me a gift. That was excellent. And then it was time for the big one, the, the one from my parents and that did not fit under the the bed and they brought it out and it was this giant red surfboard that had been slightly wrapped and I looked at it and I was like, oh why is there a giant red surfboard here? What is going on? I was very confused. And as I kind of unwrapped the you know the, the little piece of wrapping that was around it, I was thinking, what am I gonna say about this surfboard? I do not want to surf. This is not this is not the kind of gift that I want. My parents were like, oh, Tom, do you like it? And I was like, um, oh, it's big and red, isn't it? <laughs> and they're like, well, we asked, you, we asked your friend what you wanted for your birthday and he said that you wanted to learn to surf. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, I did say that once, didn't I? <laughs> but I had not said the rest of it. And then I had to admit to my parents that, that I was not going to learn to surf, and I was, did not want to learn to surf, and it was very nice of them to spend a lot of money on this giant red foam surfboard for beginners, but I was not going to do anything with it. And they were probably a little bit disappointed, and I was a bit disappointed, and we went on and probably had pancakes for, for breakfast, and the, and the surfboard sat in my room for the rest of the year until my mum came down uh, to my room and said, Tom... You know, there are refugee families who need presents at Christmas. I was like, take it. Take the surfboard. And so I like to think that there is a a refugee who came to Australia and is now a world-class surfer because they got given a bright red foam surfboard for Christmas. And that would be the unintended consequences of my words back then. Now, that would be a good consequence if we had an excellent refugee surfer. I don't know what happened to the surfboard. Uh, But I do know that it made things very awkward, that one thing that I just said, and I had not thought about it, and there were total unintended consequences... And that was something that I said that I didn't mean to be mean, I didn't mean to hurt anyone, but it, it took off and had a life of its own anyway. But think about the things that we do say that are hurtful. The, the way that we know who we are is, is often because of the words that people say to us and the words that we say to ourselves. You know the things that people have said to you that have stuck with you. Some things which have built you up, but other things which have torn you down. And your words have had the same effects on other people. The, the words, that you say, have rippled through their lives for years to come. And you can cause great damage with your words. There are lies that we tell that can live with us and, and, and grow and grow and grow. And we have to keep holding on to these lies because we've told them and we just have to keep telling them. Or the gossip that we share which destroys someone else's life or reputation. We we see that the things that we say can bloom like algae and we have no way of bringing them back. We have no way of putting the words back into our mouths. We have no way of undoing the damage. We have no way of foreseeing what the damage could be. We know what damage a bushfire causes. And when someone is careless... Uh, with with their, their campfire or with their cigarettes or whatever it is that might cause a fire, they do not think about all the lives that will be ruined by the thing that they are doing there. And We do not think about what we do with our tongues. But we can cause a lot of damage. And so we have to be really, really careful. And so if we have uh, uncontrollable speech and we have uncontrollable outcomes from that speech, what should we do about that? Should we just try and get more self-control? Should we try and white-knuckle it so that we stop ourselves from saying anything bad? Should we not say anything at all? But if we don't say anything at all, then we realise that that too is a problem because there are many things that we should say that we don't say. There are times when we should speak up and tell the truth and we don't. There are times when we should speak up for the people who have no voice, and we don't. So even saying nothing will not solve this problem. So what is it that we see that James teaches us here? Well, what we see uh, is that what, the things that we say betray what is in our hearts. He says this, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grape vine bear figs? Neither can a, can, salt spring, can a salt spring produce fresh water. We can say wonderful things about other people and great things about God. But we can also say something in anger, which betrays what is really going on in our hearts. We can say a cruel joke which says what we really think about the people around us. Our speech is not in and of itself the bad thing. It is the the consequence of what is in our hearts. It is the spring that is flowing out of what we believe. And so what needs to change for us is not our mouths, but our hearts. It's not about working hard, it's about having our hearts changed. And so to do that, we need power that comes from outside of us. We need a wisdom that comes not from ourselves, but from somewhere else. Uh, we see this in these last verses. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. When we speak words that are unhelpful, words that are unkind, words uh, that are selfish, uh, words that uh, cause uh, dissension, that break peace, when we do that, we show the wisdom that we are holding to in our hearts. And that is the earthly demonic wisdom. We show that, uh, as we saw in verse 6, that our tongues are set on fire. And they are set on fire by the fire of hell. And so what needs to change is we need to have new hearts that are changed. We have new hearts that have the wisdom from heaven that comes to us, from God who gives it to us. And uh, Tim Keller, when he was preaching on this passage, Uh, made the connection between that there was a time when people were were spoke in almost uncontrollable ways and they spoke the wisdom of heaven. And that's the story that we see at Pentecost. There was a time after Jesus had died and risen again and he'd gone up into heaven. He told the disciples to wait because the Holy Spirit would come. And then around 50 days after Jesus' death and resurrection, After Jesus had gone into heaven, his disciples were waiting and praying, and along came the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit filled them with power to go out and to preach the good news of Jesus. They spoke in languages that they did not know, but they were empowered to by the Spirit. They were given courage to say things that they would not have said before, and they told the good news of Jesus. The wisdom came down from heaven and filled their hearts and they shared the good news of Jesus. And they were able to do it because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when he came and lived and died and rose again, he did not do it just to set us free from sin, though he did, but he did it also to give us new hearts. He did it also to, to change us, to make us new people. To make us born again so that we might learn to speak a new language, the language of heaven. Uh, My daughter, as I said, is young and right now she is learning to speak. And she doesn't always get things right. She's still figuring out how to say things. This morning she learnt the number two. She doesn't know one, she doesn't know three, but she does know two. So that's pretty exciting. She's still figuring things out, but it's great to watch her learn to speak. And she's going to get things wrong. When she's hungry and she wants to eat, she says yo-yo. That's, that's the wrong word to say. If you didn't know that, it's the wrong word to say. But she's learning. And we will go through the same process. We will not always get it right. We will say things which hurt others. We will say things which do not build others up. We will share gossip, we will snap at someone in anger, we will swear, we will make a rude joke that hurts someone, because we cannot control our speech. But Jesus is changing us, he's working on our hearts, and little by little as we are born again, we are learning to speak this new language. We will get it wrong and we can seek forgiveness. And as we do that, we are using words to build others up, to repair relationships, to, to be peacemakers who sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. We can be people who use our words to make things better and to share the good news of the peace of God that has come to bring peace to all people. We can use our tongues for great good, If it is a a weapon that can destroy lives, then it is a powerful tool that can create life. Just as we see the word of God creates life in us. We can join him in that work. So let's not try and white knuckle it and do all the work ourselves. Because we cannot control ourselves. But let's hand control over to God. Let's trust him that he is working in us. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit would work in us and speak through us. And let us be people who speak the good news of Jesus and live out the good news of Jesus by building others up, seeking forgiveness and sharing the good news of Jesus so that our speech, our tongues might be a powerful tool for the good of those around us. How about I pray for us? Our Father God, we thank you that you are a God who knows the power of speech and we've seen that we have seen your power to create we've seen the power to bring new life and we've seen the power that your word has had in our lives I pray that we'll be people who know the power of our words power to destroy and power to create I pray that we will hold fast to you we'll put our trust in you that we will I look to your spirit to give us the words of wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above, so that we might speak your truth. I pray that we might seek forgiveness where we have used our words badly. I pray that we would repair relationships which we might have hurt with the things that we have said. And I pray that we will share words that build others up and bring them to the knowledge and the love of Jesus Christ as we share this wisdom that comes from heaven. Amen. Well, that was the talk. Thanks for listening. I hope it was helpful for you. If you want more talks, to watch my videos, order my books, or book me to speak, go to tomfrench.com.au. It's my home on the internet. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com TWFrench, or on Insta or YouTube at TWFrench as well. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcast, so that other people might be able to discover it. Until next time, have a good one.